How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final, the game and the series, and the results are good again. Boy, this does not get old, winning almost every game here. 11 won the final. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, there's Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. And, yeah, in a day filled with NFL football, let's not sleep on these Milwaukee Brewers here. They get a victory to lower the magic number to six, and the Reds are down late in the ballgame to the Cardinals. It could move to five into the off day tomorrow. And a franchise record now, 34 games over 500 here with 18 to play in the 2021 championship season. Those of you that are listening, uh, well, maybe on a Monday morning because you're, you're so filled with the NFL and you want to focus on that a little bit. The Packers are going to kick off uh, at the time of uh, my voice speaking right now is about uh, 10 minutes away from kickoff. Packers and Saints are their championship season. So we will get you caught up on, uh, on how the game went down in our game recap. Lots of fun highlights to listen to today from Valley Sports Wisconsin. We'll hear from uh, Craig Council, but I don't know what's next here. Eric Lauer uh, had uh, five innings, five and a third innings of no-hit baseball today. <laughs> raise your hand if you thought that, uh, well, maybe lightning was going to strike again here, but uh, three consecutive singles ended his outing in that sixth inning, but uh, uh, no worries after just the one run given up. That broke a string. When he gave up the hit in the sixth inning, here's the interesting part. You go back to Friday night's opener of this series, and Adrian Hauser started. He gave up one hit through the six innings. But that one hit was in the first. So you had five no-hit innings. Now, this is just from starters, uh, starters, starting pitchers. Five no-hit innings um, for Adrian Hauser, two through six, uh, in that Friday night's opener. You had uh, eight no-hit innings from Corbin Burns yesterday, and then five and a third no-hit innings from the starter today. So in that span... 
the Brewers had a window of time in which their starters gave up no hits through 18 and one-third innings pitched. Now think about that. I mean, that clearly is an embarrassment of riches. Eric Lauer with five and a third of one-run ball today lowers his ERA to 3.10. 3.10 is his ERA now. And I'm not sure you had um, Aaron Ashby that pitched three uh, scoreless today uh, to lock down the save in an 11 to one victory. You get the save. Okay. Um, I know official scoring in in major league baseball, but we'll take it. It, It's going to, in the final 18 games, going to be tough decision-making for Craig council and this coaching staff to figure out just how to utilize those guys. A guy like uh, Eric Lauer in the postseason. A guy like Aaron Ashby in the postseason. Does Brett Anderson get a look or some love into the postseason? We, we don't know. Adrian Hauser, is he kind of kept in, uh, in reserve uh, in case you need a four-starter? And he probably will at some point, I would think. And Adrian Hauser in line uh, for that four-starter uh, position in the postseason. But maybe... Um, Maybe the, the, the one thing to watch here is now with 89 victories, just 11 away from, from uh, 100. This is the interesting thing with 18 to play. To get those 11, 11 and 7 would have to be the mark here to get to 100 victories. Now they still have two against, and this is just a light uh, lifting in the schedule thus far uh, remaining, two against the Detroit Tigers. And again, you you can't predict any uh, guaranteed victories, but those of us that that assured the Brewers of winning two of three, we were right in Cleveland. They did one better than that. They they swept the Cleveland Indians. But the the light lifting of the Detroit Tigers for two and the Chicago Cubs for three. Now, the Cubs, that's interesting because that is a a rivalry situation. So I, I don't know if you can count uh too much more than than trying to take the series but there's four victories right there that would put them you know again seven away with uh 13 games remaining to to get to 100 so it would lower that in in theory to a seven and six mark with 13 remaining to get to 100 it looks like they're going to have a legit shot to win 100 games this year that is amazing. Evan, that's outside of health. And again, we, we, we have another addition to the injured list, and that's Rowdy Telez goes to the injured list. Luke Maley um, added back to the uh, active roster. But I, I really am starting to focus in on this 100 ga- uh, win total. And I just, that's the one I'm watching for. Of course, you're watching for health, but 100 victories would be sweet, Evan. 100 would be sweet, and even just a nice consolation prize would be 97. Let's just let's make this the best season in well, franchise history. Well, I mean, you would you'd certainly hope so. I think if you can find a way to win, what is it? It's a three game series with Chicago, right? Or is yes. it a four? Three? It's three, yeah. So you go two and one, say worst case scenario, and worst case scenario, you split with the Tigers. That's three and two. You're you need what eight and five to finish with a hundred games with a hundred, right? I think that's absolutely doable, especially if it the is. Cardinals don't have anything to play for. The Mets, I think you should be able to beat the Mets, and 
the Dodgers, they might be in mail-it-in mode because they might have their playoff position locked in already. Yeah, and they may be wanting to line up the pitching staff to go into the postseason, but the Brewers would too at that point. But the difference here is to line things up to give guys rest a little bit. I don't know what the Dodgers have in terms of their depth going five, six, seven deep. I do know what the Brewers have. So they would have a legit shot. If, if some of these games are lame duck games late in the season, you give the edge to the Brewers because you're pitching guys like Eric Lauer. <laughs> I mean, you're start, you might give Aaron Ashby a start late in the season. Hell, who knows? Brett Anderson may get another start if uh, some of the playoff seeding is already determined at that time. But 100 victories would just put a cap on it. But but you're right. With 89, to get to uh, that 97 win total, that is important to also to set a franchise record. They seemingly are setting franchise records almost on a nightly basis. Uh, we'll get you the game recap here in just a little while. 11-1 the final. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, Lakeland.com. E-D-U, and, and a bunch of home runs starting to be hit by this Brewer squad. Up to, what, 176? 177 on the season? Now, I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that this uh, team ever claimed to be a force of a home run hitting team coming into this season, but they are. They are now, and we're seeing the depth of this offensive lineup. I'm starting a- almost on a on a series-by-series basis to be pretty impressed with this offense, even more impressed than I thought I would be because it's the depth and the thickness of this lineup that goes so deep that, again, you have a Lorenzo Cain on fire, you know, 35 games in. He's hitting 294 in those 35 games coming off the IL. And it shows you how crazy a season can be. Think about what we were saying in May when this team was starting JBJ hitting leadoff and it just weird lineup after dare I say atrocious lineup. And now we have a lineup that could be one of the best in the national league. The team is 34 games over 500. It's like, it's a completely different season from that team in May. Oh, it really is. And, and you know, you're going to get Willie Adamas back. And the key here is the, the health situation. It, it really is. And they, Honestly, guys, they need some good luck in that regard. They really do. They've paid their price in terms of COVID and uh, and physical injury list. They they just have, guys. It's it's been. You know, I'm not gonna um, you know do some research and dig on on all of these uh, other teams and see how badly they were bitten by the by the injury bug, but. I I can just isolate on the Milwaukee Brewers situation, and and it is just. It's 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 out of control, really. And Rowdy Telez, you know, now I know, now we know, uh, you know, after Lorenzo Cain had a base hit, he's looking over at Telez at third, saying, well, you know, what's up? Why aren't you, you know, headed to the dugout by now? This should have been, I should have had an RBI base hit. Well, we know now that the knee kind of t- kind of gave on him. So uh, Rowdy Telez into um, the IL and onto, I should say, the IL. But the, but the difference here is that, again, we talk about depth in the pitching staff. Now look at the depth with the offensive position player group. You're going to get uh, 
Tyrone Taylor back. And and the more and more we think about Tyrone Taylor and his role, they really need another right-handed bat off the bench in the postseason. They do. It can't be just all Luis Urias. It can't be all Manny Pena. They, they need one more. And I'm thinking now maybe more and more that, that Taylor might be uh, – might be ticketed. He needs some playing time. He started his rehab assignment. So, I mean, we do have that to, to look at. Now, the Telez injury, again, we talked depth. Daniel Vogelback. It's about the same type of player, guys. It is. Maybe Rowdy's got a little more pop. But in ter- you don't feel bad about Daniel Vogelback getting an everyday starting position. And then against lefties, what you'll do is move Escobar over to first, and then you'll have Luis Urias at third. You're covered there. But again, that takes away a right-handed stick off the bench. Evan Taylor, does he make the playoff roster? He's got 18 games to get things going at the major league level after the rehab assignment. I, the, the sooner he's back up here, the better in my book. I agree. I mean, you know that I am a big Tyrone Taylor fan. I like his versatility. He can play all three outfield positions, and his bat is going to play anywhere. The problem is, do they carry, what would that be, five outfielders on their postseason roster? Yep, I don't yep. know. That's that's kind of tough. And you've got Jace as a guy that can play the outfield as well. I, I would love for Tyrone to make that roster, but I feel like they're going to value infield depth more than outfield. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I don't think that Tyrone makes it, though I feel he has definitely earned a spot on that roster. He might, though. I mean, he might. The more you think about it and the more we've got a few weeks to, to, to kind of talk about this, but, you know, this JBJ thing, now he made a, a couple of nice catches today. Uh, one was was pretty sweet. But he can't hit. He is so bad with the bat right now. And I'm, I'm not speaking out of school here. He's going to tell you that. Andy Haynes is going to tell you that. They might not say it through the media, but they're going to they're gonna speak it. Uh, they're going to think it at the very least. He is so feeble at the plate right now. I don't know how you go from that to this. I, I just I, I don't understand it. And I feel horrible for that guy. Is he an asset? Is he, um, can, can he help this team win in any way, shape, and form? I, I think he can. I mean, but you have to remember you've got Lorenzo Cain and getting his legs healthy. He's had three different leg injuries in the span of a year. And I, I don't know if you can, you can trust that without having JBJ as the depth backup there, Evan. That's the thing. I think you're almost cornered into making sure he is on the playoff roster I wonder how much they would try to cater I don't not necessarily to an ego but if they would do keep JBJ on the roster one because he has played in the playoffs before which is always valuable but two just because he is signed to that contract and we know that he's not going anywhere so they may try to keep him on the roster just because he's under contract and Tyrone kind of isn't well, true. And and then there's also next year to think about. Not that we, we should, you know, consider that in any large degree, but it does play a little part. I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go back and check the rule. I think you can, you can, I'm pretty sure you can manipulate, manipulate your playoff roster by the series. 
You can, yeah. So in other words, if JBJ doesn't make the opening NLDS, once they make the NLCS, see, that's not wishful thinking. That's with some conviction. I like it. Um, then maybe you can add him in there. Maybe there's an injury uh, along the way, and you've got some uh, you got some coverage there. But man, it is it is. What is he hitting now? I'm, I'm afraid to even look. Jackie do you, Bradley. Do you Jr. have a guess? Um, I'm gonna go with 143. He's doing better than that. After today's 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, he is down to 165 with a 509 okay. OPS. <laughs> it just is so tough. Uh, we're going to keep you updated on the Green Bay Packers uh, situation as well as we move along here. If you do want to focus in on the Brewers for a couple of minutes, we're here for you. We will hear from Craig Council today. I'm sure Eric Lauer on the docket will speak as the Brewers get the victory today. They sweep the Cleveland Indians in this three-game set. They work their magic number to six. It may be, well, hopefully it'll be five by the time we get off the air here as uh, the Brewers win their 89th victory, 34 games over 500. They just keep keeping on. Our game recap is up next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, 11-1 final. We'll be right back here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250amthefan. Welcome back. Brewers get another victory. They sweep the Cleveland Indians and uh, move their mark to 34 games over 589 victories already. 89 with 18 to play. Wow. Uh, okay. 414-799-1250. And again, just a reminder, those of you that uh, are listening on, on Monday morning, getting caught up, you've, you're all wrapped up into NFL and Green Bay Packers football. Don't mind. That's what it's there for. The Odyssey app is right there for you. Uh, before we get to our game recap, let's uh, squeeze in some reaction here. Uh, Colton Wong, a big day today. Avi Garcia, a big day today. Eric Lauer, five and a third of one-run baseball. And this pitching staff has been amazing. Todd, what do you say? You're on the fan. Howdy, boys. Hey, uh, yeah, Timmy, um, you know, uh, gosh, it was probably maybe a week ago or so. We were saying, you know, how do you take the game in? And um, everybody's got their different uh, thing. And uh, I was kind of like, you know, the game inside of the game. And um, we're actually in a in a, a super good, great spot right now. Um, I would be testing the pitching staff. I, you know, there's a couple of question marks that, you know, I see personally. Um, I, I really don't trust Anderson right now. So, with, you know, the lead that we have, um, I, I would like to see uh, just council going after and, and seeing who who's trustable and who's not. You know, obviously we got the, for sure, the, you know, the, the Woody and Burns. Uh, Peralta, he hasn't pitched very well the last couple times out. Um, Lauer's been, uh, been out of this world and, and, and Ashby has uh, been wonderful too. So, I would like to, you know, 
concentrate on the uh, kind of what if guys now, but, but before the playoffs to really get your uh, uh, to get your lineup uh, set up, we're we're a little more confident going into it, and, and fortunately, uh, right now we have that luxury to uh, to test those guys. What what do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I'm with you there, and I, I think uh, especially with. You know, a guy like Aaron Ashby, I'll bring him up for example that, you know, these guys, it's, it, you mentioned situational game of baseball. Well, th- that's what the playoffs are. After the starters are removed, this is all situational. This is right. all, I mean, th- this is w- what it comes down to. Would you trust an Eric Lauer in a situation where you need to get him uh, in there, say the final two outs of the sixth inning or something, you know, yeah, where, I would. W- where he faces a couple of lefties? Yeah, I would. You know what? Actually, I feel uh, I feel stronger about uh, really about or Ashby over Anderson. Uh, it, unfortunately, Anderson's just I don't know. Sometimes he can't get out of his own way, and uh, he's a good pitcher. And if I can add something uh, real quick too, please. Is, uh, you know, next year I think you know we would probably have the the best uh, first starting five uh, probably in the in the league you know you got Burns Woody Peralta I think Lauer and I think Ashby is going to be a starter and and maybe now uh use him uh as a role like uh you would uh, a Brent Suter you know where he's dependable he's trustworthy he's going to get you out of some jams and it builds his confidence and uh you know maybe we can do that now before we get to the playoffs where these guys are pretty well yep. set up and we've got the luxury to do it yeah and then that, that's what you're seeing here a, a game like today thank you todd a game like today aaron Ashby, take it off the sheet kid take it off the sheet we don't know what's going to happen crazy things can happen there could be injuries there could be covid there could be suspensions there could be personal issues there could be personal lives there could be you know who knows life could throw something at these guys Aaron Ashby, just go do it. Hard-throwing left-hander, a ground ball pitcher, a a great off-speed pitch, can go 97, 98, 99 on you. I mean, look out. Look out. That's that's what I have to say. 414-799-1250. Brian, uh, you're next here on The Fan. Hey, Tim. Uh, What a series there. Yeah, this was sweet. I mean, when you when you add up the the just the starting pitchers, Hauser, Burns, and Lauer, there was a span of eighteen and a third no hit innings. You know, I, I called you on Friday night. We we're on our way down to progress the field, and I'll tell you something. Then I told you, you know, the pitching had to be more locked in. Well, what? it's hard to it's hard to disrupt what we saw this weekend. Boy, what a what a what a pitching performance by by Burns and by Lauer today, and. And uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's just a really, really fun time to be playing well. I'll tell you, the sky's the limits for, this, for these guys really is. They have a legitimate shot to go to and win a World Series. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure, guys. Right? I'm not sure that we, we had right to say that, say, in April. No, in fact, in fact, I would have. I would have thought, you know, we were probably playing well, but I didn't think we were going to hit our, hit our stride like we are now. And everybody in Cleveland that was here, you know, I, you know a lot of the ticket people and the, 
Ushers and Adam, I mean, they really, really are impressive. You guys will be in a World Series with the talent that you guys got. It's, 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 they, can't, they couldn't believe the remarkable uh, lineup that we put out there and pitching that we have. It's just, it's been, it's been awesome. And I got to tell you, I, I wish Evan would have been, Weffin would have been down here for Saturday. I would like to have seen him down here because I know he probably would kick, be kicking himself by, by missing that game. That was an awesome game last night. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's right. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking yeah. about that. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even. And Brian, you were there to witness the second no hitter in franchise history. That is so cool. Yes, it was. It was a great. It was a great, great moment to see there, to stand there and see that. I thought I'd never see one. Uh, even at Burns came out of the ninth, there was one. There was one Indians fan standing. Said, "What's well, not a no hitter?" Well, I, we turn around. And said, well, what have you been watching? Uh, baseball is, is made up of no hits on the scoreboard and. And for, for Burnsy to go out and for Hater to come in, I mean, it was just a great, great weekend out here. And, and uh, like I said, I can't wait for us to clinch it and, and to, to see where it takes us. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Hope you had a great time. And I know you did in Cleveland. Checking out the Brewers on the road. Um, isn't it just so symbolic? I tweeted this out earlier today. So symbolic of a Craig Council run team philosophy type of style of manager um, that that it's a combined no hitter. I, it just is it's so appropriate for a Craig Council team. I don't know if it takes away the luster of a no hitter. Does it, Evan? To you, to me, I'm a Brewers fan, but I mean. I never looked at no hitters like that before. I mean, because we look at them from afar, and it's like I didn't judge it as less of a uh, of an event if uh, the Dodgers did it, or the Padres did it, or the Cubs did it. I never looked at it like that. Do you look at it like that, or am I just jaded because I'm a Brewers fan? The way I see it is: was there a full professional baseball game that went nine innings between two professional teams, and one of them did not have hits? then that's a no-hitter. That's I, a no-hitter. I don't see it any other way. I don't care if it's one pitcher or 17. Think about the no-hitter uh, a couple days after the death of Tyler Skaggs a couple years ago, where it was like six, seven different pitchers. I feel like mm-hmm. that's almost harder to do in a way. It's hard for a pitcher to go nine innings and not give up a hit just because third time through the order, the guys are kind of getting used to your pitching. But Getting dialed in, right. But it's hard to have to trust six, seven different pitchers to complete a game. And then, I mean, Josh hasn't pitched in a few days. You have to get a pitcher to go that deep like Burns yesterday. I, I would well, for one, I was shocked that he even went out for the eighth inning. That's the one thing that was weird to me is why send him out for the eighth if you're not gonna send him out for the ninth? It was hundred and four after seven, and so he had to fight to go out for the eighth. But either way, I, I loved it. It's the second no-hitter in Brewers history that's over 50 years. I don't care who did it. I don't care if uh, Luke Maley threw an inning in the no-hitter. That's still a no-hitter. That's all that yeah. matters to me. That's so cool. It's just so appropriate for a council-run team that it's a combined, and that in quotation marks, combined, meaning it's a, a team, kind of a team no-hitter. All right, let's get to our game recap here. We're going to hear from Craig Council in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Any score in that Green Bay Packers football game, Evan? The Packers were driving after forcing a uh, field goal from the Saints. It is now fourth and eight. It looks like they're going to have to punt 
from their own 38, it looks like. Ah, it's early yet. That's early yet. All right, we'll go back to uh, first pitch, first inning. It didn't take long for the Brewers to take the lead for the sixth time this season. Colton Wong in the first gives uh, the Brewers the lead. Ball and two strikes on Colton Wong, and he hits this one hard. Right field all the way back, and gone for Colton Wong. And how about that for a follow-up to the no-hitter? The Brewers are up one to nothing, and Colton Wong with his eighth career leadoff home run, his sixth this year. Well, just an amazing leadoff hitter. That's what he can do for you. Yeah, that's awesome. As heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, we'll hear more from Colton Wong in just a second. Eric Lauer, one, two, three in the bottom of the first. Brewers offense to work in that second inning. Jace Peterson leads off with a base hit. Luis Urias uh, looks to be, yeah, that was an infield single. Then an error scores the Brewers' second run. Get him healthy. Get him back in the lineup. Urias in the hole, and an errant throw goes all the way into right into foul territory. Brewers may get a run out of the deal. They will. As Peterson comes all the way around, Arias ends up at third. It was going to be a tough play, but that ball sailed all the way into foul territory. And not even yeah. close. To throw. A two-zip lead at that point. Daniel Vogelback then works a walk. Runners at the corners. How about Manny Pena's first A-B? And look for more of this on today's recap. And the drama sets in. Pena to right. That's going to be a base hit. That'll play to run for Milwaukee as Arias comes in and Vogelback just beats the throw to second base. Yeah, good for Manny chiming in offensively. Yeah, absolutely. Three zip there in the second. Two outs later. How about Eduardo Escobar? Here's the three-two. And this one hammered in the right. A clutch. Two-out base hit for Escobar as Vogelback scores. And the play at third, Pena gets back in time, and the Brewers now lead it four to nothing. Into the bottom of the second inning, Lauer, a goose egg, nice shutdown inning. A one-out walk, yeah, that was erased on a pickoff at first. Uh, four zip into the third inning, Brewers offense. Yeah, they scored in the first two innings, how about they make it? Uh, three in a row leading off. It was Avi Garcia, his 26th home run on the season, made it four to nothing. Uh, two outs later, a Vogelback walk brings up Manny Pena. And this one hammered to left field. Watch the left field. This one fly. A home run, run for Manny Pena, his 10th on the season. Another two-out base knock for Milwaukee. And they extend that lead now to seven to nothing. Boy, Manny Pena coming off the injured list, swinging it, isn't he? Seven zip uh, there in the third inning. Laura shut down frame in the bottom half. JBJ, a nice catch for the second out. Both teams scoreless in the fourth inning. Lauer, one, two, three, two more strikeouts. Brewers empty in the fifth. Lauer dealing no-hitter into the bottom of the fifth. Seemed to be getting stronger and better. Strikes out the side in that fifth inning. Eight strikeouts through the five scoreless on no hits 
for Eric Lauer. Oh, man, I was, I don't know, man. I was thinking, are you kidding me? You'd know. No, it can't be. Well, well, maybe. Brewers offense to work again in that sixth inning leadoff double by Manny Pena. Wong then with a base hit to put runners at the corners, and it set up Eduardo Escobar. Get the ball in play, and most times good things happen. This one to third. Nice play by Ramirez, but a high throw wipes it out. And Pena will score. The Brewers now lead it eight to nothing, and they don't record an out. I think a little bobble over there by Ramirez. Not sure why it took him so long to get rid of the baseball. Bottom of the sixth inning at eight zip. Lauer after getting one out, no hitter intact through five and a third. Ah, it all ended three consecutive singles. Ends the no hit bid. Ends the shutout bid. Ouch. Eight to one. And uh, Council lifts him at that point to get uh, Brad Boxberger. One in, one out, two on. And uh, Boxberger does what Box has been doing all season long. Strikes out the too many faces to get out of that jam. Five and a third of one run ball and three hits, a walk, and eight strikeouts for the Brewers left-hander Eric Lauer. Outstanding performance for the Brewers lefty. Uh, Let's see here. We get... uh, we get to the seventh inning. Are the Brewers done yet offensively? Urias with a base hit in the top of the seventh inning. Nothing after that. They're going to have to hold off to, to tack on here. Aaron Ashby summoned from the bullpen. Gives up a leadoff base hit in the seventh. Nothing after that. And this is the versatility of an Aaron Ashby. Get him in all sorts of situations and uh, see what happens. Brewers now offense, eighth inning. Uh, one out, uh, Colton Wong having a career year. Check it out. That was his eighth career leadoff home run and six of those this season. And he tags this one for his second home run of the game. Colton Wong. Home run number 13 on the season. And his third hit of the game. Wong having a career year, 13 homers, a career high. Uh, Escobar then would draw a walk. Yelich into a fielder's choice. Two outs, one out, one in. And how about Avi Garcia? Oh, my goodness. Look at this one go. Halfway up in the stands and left. Second home run for Garcia. And the Brewers are blowing out Cleveland right now. It's 11 to 1. I'm telling you, Avi Garcia has hit two of the hardest home runs we've seen this year. Man, 464 feet on that bomb from Avi Garcia. Look out. And Tim, the first one that he hit in this game went off the bat at 117 miles an hour. Oh, man, he is just tagging baseballs right now. And that's what we were talking about, the depth of this offensive lineup. You got Avi Garcia. On a given night, he could be the cleanup hitter, could be the fifth hitter. On a given night, Omar Narvaez, same thing. Eduardo Escobar, where does he bat? Willie Adamas is going to get back in there. Colton Wong with a career year. Yelich is about ready to blow up with a power surge. Look at Luis Urias. Look at Jace on base Jace Peterson. How about Lorenzo Kane? 
hitting for average and some power and knocking in runs. I mean, this is, uh, again, this is, this, this is what you put together to get on that special run, and they certainly are. Aaron Ashby would finish up the eighth and ninth. To record a save, is that true? In an 11 to 1 game? He did, did he get just, the save. His first of did. his career. <laughs> so this year, he has a, uh, his first major league victory, his first major league save. It's just amazing. Uh, before we take a break and hear from Craig Council, let's get Joel in here. Uh, you are next on the fan. What's going on? Hey, Tim, how you doing? What's happening? You're listening on the Odyssey app in Montana. Is that correct? I am. I live in Helena, the former home of the uh, rookie team. But uh, we miss those guys. But I tell you, Tim, I uh, originally from Wisconsin, graduated from Case High School in Racine in 82. So it's been 40 years that I've been waiting for a team like this. And uh, I'm a diehard Brewers fan. And I, I, I teeter on that brink of being excited and expecting them to win the World mm-hmm. Series with 40 years worth of, is this our year, and being thankful for making the playoffs. But uh, this team is just freaking amazing right now. Joel, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm right with you. We're the exact age. I graduated high school, 82 myself. And, and I look back on those years, that World Series year, and I almost look back and, and because, you know, you're young. You're so young at 18. You, you think they're going to do this all the time, and it's Cooper and Yount and Molitor and Simmons and Ogilvy and Thomas and Moore and all these guys. And, and I don't think I appreciated it. As, as I do now. Now I'm trying to soak in every pitch, every inning. Even though it's a runaway freight train in the division, I still am pinching myself every day and, and smacking myself, little smelling salts un, underneath my nose, saying, don't you dare let this thing go by. Don't you dare let this thing go by again. No, and the, so the cool thing about it, and I mean, you know, they've had some good teams over the years, but you look back at that team in 82, that infield, there was that year where every infielder hit over 300. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. I, though, though, I mean, that was an amazing time to be a Brewers game. And for the last 40 years, I have to be honest, probably the highlight of listen, when I listen to Brewers games has been, you know, listening to my favorite play-by-play guy sitting in the booth at that other radio station and appreciating what he's done for all these years. And, oh, for sure, uh, and I, f- I felt bad yesterday. I made mention of this yesterday. It was really the the one and only blemish on yesterday's no-hitter, and that was Bob Euchre was not on that call. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is, uh, I don't know. We, we are fortunate, and we are, Wisconsin for, sports fans are fortunate in the fact that, you know, we've got some consistency, and, and now coming off the Bucks victory, and, and we're looking at this team here, and, you know, I know I talked to my dad back there in Racine, and, you know, he gets frustrated because the national media is not giving them. It's like, you know what? I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what the national media thinks because when you stack up, when you stack up this pitching and the way the hitting's coming around, I don't know who's going to stand in our way. The other, the other teams have to be uh, just – quaking in their boots thinking about facing these guys oh big time their offense is challenged against this pitching staff for sure joel a i expect to hear from you again down the stretch and into the postseason okay sounds good timmy thanks man 
All right, take it easy. Yeah, exactly my age. We know um, how it feels over over the course of time. We we yeah, we're old enough to understand it. Obviously, Evan, you were not even a, a dream at that point um, back in '82. But I just didn't enjoy it like I should have. It was a celebration. Don't get me wrong. I've been a Brewers fan since you know 1972. But they had a parade for that loss. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, to to to, to turn all this into a World Series title, it just, um, I just don't want to miss anything along the way. That's the thing. Even when I'm off, and again, I'm off because business gets in the way of being on the air and celebrating with you guys. Let me just say that. It's about all I would really care to say on that. But even when I'm off, I'm hanging on every pitch, guys. You You have no idea how much, and I'm not the only one like this. We, we definitely, I, I'm not alone. I'm not the guy on the island that's following every pitch. I'm, I don't have the exclusive rights that I'm following every pitch. You guys are right there with me, man. It's, uh, it's been a fun ride thus far, 18 to play. They get the victory today. We're going to hear from Craig Council up next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Once again, the final today, 11 to 1. They finish off the Cleveland Indians with a victory and a sweep. We'll be right back with Council here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Craig, that was a pretty impressive three days for both the offense and the pitching. I think you only gave up like five hits in the three games and you scored a lot of runs. That looks like everybody's firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, we played a really good series. Um, I mean, we, we pitched um, extraordinarily well. It was it was just a, a great effort on the pitching side, I thought. Um, you know, as, as good a three games as we've had, certainly. Um, just, you know, you just – you make it really, really hard to score. Um, you know, you're going to have success. Uh, today the bats um, did a great job off, off a good, pretty good, pit, good pitcher. And, um, you know, that was enough. Craig, you've talked about this offense isn't really built on home runs this season, but it was a big story today and for the series. I mean, how dangerous can this lineup be when you get that kind of production? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, obviously that's, that's when you put the big numbers on the board, when you, when you, you know, throw, the, throw our offense with some home runs in it. So it's a product of, you know, that next step, you know, hitting home runs like that, is, that's not going to happen every day for sure. but. Um, you know, you hit them like today, and you're going to have big numbers on the board. With Eric coming back and pitching in his hometown for the first time, how impressive was it that he was able to, you know, keep keep his composure, keep his emotions under control, and just go out there and do his job like he did? Yeah, Eric's, you know, really steady. Um, I don't think too much gets to him. Um, you know, it's kind of good, bad. It's it's always been it's always hard to tell with Eric. He he. He's very even keeled, and that's that's a strength for him. Um, but Eric, in general, is just he's just really locked in. He's throwing the ball really well. 
and he he did a great job today. He just he was top of the zone, and then the I thought the off speed stuff today was very very good. So he he got kind of guys looking hard and looking at the top of the zone, and then change up curveball, um, occasional backdoor cutter were were really good. Um, so it was a he's on a good stretch right now. He's he's pitching really really well. Craig, you, uh... Go ahead, Doc. Oh, sorry. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig, your road, road record, record is even better than your home record. record. And your home, home record is really good. good. Uh, how does something like that happen? Yeah, we've we've talked about that. I mean, there, there's no, you know, great explanation. I, I, we've just played exceptionally well on the road. Uh, there's, you know, I, I think we're a good baseball team. Um and it's just happened to line up really well on the road. Um, you know, the, the number of wins we have on the road is, but it, it's, you know, however you look at it, you know, good. T it's still impressive. It's, 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 it's been, we've played exceptionally well on the road. I, I don't think there's anything to it. I don't think there's anything to the makeup of our club that enhances it. I, I think we just, we do a really nice job and we, we, some of our best uh, stretches of baseball have been when we happen to be when we're on the road. Greg, you, you gave Avi a little rest to kind of regroup, get through some aches and pains, and it just looks to have paid off, you know, in spades for you. He's hitting balls just out of sight the last week. Um, do you feel like he's, like, pulling it together at a great time? You know, I, I mean, I think Avi's, um, you know, we're, we're going to be cautious with him, I'll, I'll tell you that. But I do think, you know, at this time of the year, for the position players that have played a lot, I don't, I don't think it hurts to have – you know, to, to get refreshed a little bit. Um, and the, the, the two balls Avi hit today for home runs were just absolute missiles. I mean, just off, velocity off bat, kind of incredible, actually. Um, so it's a good thing. I mean, I think he's, you know, found a little bit of a drive the ball groove this year. Um, and, um, you know, it's always good to kind of keep that fresh and it's not going to happen every day, but it's uh you know, to, to not get too far away from it, I think is always good for you. It, it might get lost in an 11 to one game a little bit too, Craig, but another great foundation piece for Aaron Ashby, just three very crisp innings and just, you know, just let sail through the end of the game. Uh, I mean, the big thing, he just continues to throw strikes and it just, his stuff is just telling us that in the strike zone, it's going to be tough to square the baseball up. I mean, he, he, he's demonstrated that now five or six straight outings um, that he's, he's, it's hard to square the ball up on him. And um, that that's, you know, definitely not gone unnoticed. Um, you know, he's, he's, throwing the ball really well. And um, I don't think there's any question that he's an important part of what's uh, happening here. And uh, we're going to continue to to get him out there and get him experience and have him face hitters and have him face tough hitters and um, learn from it. All right. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. Do they want any Rowdy Tellez information? Hey, Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you have news on him? Yeah, so yeah, um, Rowdy has a right patella um, strain, um, kind of aggravated an injury 
that he's been dealing with a little bit this year um, and then dealt with a little bit last year. So, um, uh, you know, that that's that's what's put him on the injured list. Um, he had an MRI. That's what it told us. Um, so that's where we're at. Did they did they say length of injury? This time? Uh, I, I think we're looking at a minimum of two weeks here um, before we see him on the field. Um, uh, it could be longer, but uh, I think I think you won't you won't see him for two weeks, and then we'll kind of see where we're at at that point. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, on the fan. You know, I wonder uh, if, you know, this team is going to ever get fully healthy. You just heard the news there on Rowdy Telez. We had made mention of that a while back uh, here on the show. But, you know, two weeks, maybe more. Well, get used to a platoon situation, depending on righty-lefty of Vogelback and Eduardo Escobar. Is that that bad? No, it's actually really good. Uh, Avi Garcia, our ABC audio video play of the game in this Brewers 11-1 victory. Man, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about who is maybe underappreciated, uh, but Avi, uh, his second home run in this game, and this was a blast. Oh, my goodness. Look at this one go. Halfway up in the stands and left. Second home run for Garcia. And the Brewers are blowing out Cleveland right now. It's 11 to 1. I'm telling you, Avi Garcia has hit two of the hardest home runs we've seen this year. Wow, there it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Avi Garcia, a couple of home runs. He's going to end up with 30 on the season for sure. And he's going to end up with some big home runs in the postseason. There's your ABC audio video play of the game. Now, trying to figure out, uh, number one, which I'm more impressed with, the pitching staff or now the offense? I mean, it's a great debate or problem to have, if it indeed is a problem, which it's not. All right. The other thing to think about is, Evan, have you thought of who we're not giving enough love to on this Brewers 28-man roster? Like, who? I mean, we can't get all of them. It's true, because... You think about it, at any given time, maybe 25 or 26 of the guys are playing really well. I think a guy that we don't talk about enough is Colton Wong. Look at the difference he has made in that leadoff spot this year. Six leadoff home runs to start the game already up. That does wonders for your offense throughout the game, and he's still hitting over 280, the OPS above 800, you really can't ask for more out of a leadoff hitter who also is elite at defense at second base. You can't say enough about Jace Peterson. He's come in and played, what, six positions, five, six positions? He's been getting on base like a maniac. I mean, his I think his OP on base is like 430. Something ridiculous for a, a guy who comes off the bench. And today he was two for five. I think that there mm-hmm. are... Manny Pena, that's another guy who... Very quietly, yeah, the average hasn't been great, but the power has been there. He's way up there in home runs for this team. 
not to mention what he does for the just the pitchers in general. And I'm sure that he's taught a bunch about o- or to Omar. Look at how Omar's defense has increased in the last two years from that's what we thought guy, it was going to be. I, I, that's the guy I was going to say next. Is uh, you're you're right on the money on Colton Wong, but Omar Narvaez is a guy that maybe doesn't get enough play here. I I mean, I guess when you have a stacked lineup, this this uh, is is the conversation you're going to have. And I remember it in 2018 with that with that stack lineup. I mean, who who are we not talking enough about? Boy, there's enough to go around here, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Avi Garcia after the break here, and we'll get an update on the Packers Saints. Uh, the early news isn't all that great, but plenty of time. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Brewers get the victory today, 34 up. Over 500, they uh, came in with a 13-game cushion in the division over the Reds, 15 over the Cardinals, and this this number I like a lot. 23 games over the Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. 23. Uh, they've got uh, 18 games left, uh, as I said, 34 over 500, and a pop at 100 victories this season. We'll hear from Avi next here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Avi, just... How are you feeling right now offensively? It looks like you're just really in a groove, getting your pitches, and just feeling overall really confident at the plate. Yeah, you know, uh, um, started feeling a little better. You know, I was a little a little bit lost in a couple of days, sooner bad pitches, but started getting better, you know, working so hard to to get uh, what I know when I'm dangerous. So, you know, just trying to, go, trying to swing good pitches and, and, and trying to put a good swing on it. Avi, what's this like for you guys? Uh, you know, you're getting close to the finish line here, a big lead in the Central, but uh, it seems like every day you guys, guys go out there, you, you extend a franchise best uh, record of, of some sort. Uh, what, what's just kind of the vibe around your team right now with the success you guys are having late in the year? I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, we, everybody knows that we got a, a, a good lead, you know, in the Central, but for us, it's not enough. You know, the, the job is not complete yet. You just gotta keep going. You know, we we gotta we gotta compete every single game. Every game every game counts. You know, like I said before, we got a, a big responsibility. So we just gotta keep going, stay focused, and, and play good baseball. Yeah, you've hit some balls this week. As far as I've ever seen you hit any balls, I feel like you got your power stroke going right now. I mean, like I say, man, uh, I gotta swing. I gotta swing strikes. When I swing strike, I think um, um, I'm dangerous, you know. And I just been uh, working so hard to to get back back on track and 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 trying to help my team win. And you know, I thank God that I, that I that I put good swing on it today and help my team. Avi, where's the confidence level of this team right now? It seems like everything you're getting all the breaks that you need and things are just going your way. 
I mean, man, uh, I think it's big. You know, everybody's confident. Everybody, you know, like I say, uh, everybody's focused. Every single game, every about, every pitch. I think that that's what the best team do. You know, never give up on a bat, never give up on a pitch. So, and we do. Uh, I think we we've been doing a really good job on it, and just gotta keep going, man. I think uh, we got a we got a lot of games left. So, you know, uh, you know, you guys know what we want. So. We, uh, the job is not done yet, so we just got to get going. Hey, hey Avi, when, when Lauer had a no-hitter through five innings today, were you what's going on here? Are we going to have another no-hitter? Yeah, we, I, 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 I thought about it. I thought about it, but, you know, uh, if, we, if we make it, it's going to be special. If you're not, I think he, he did a really good job for us today. And I'm glad for him, you know, he put the team on his back and, and he threw a really good game today. Well, Lauer's giving you guys a big lift in the in the pitching, hasn't he, Eric Lauer? I mean, he's he's really done a good job lately. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. I think everybody. I think everybody, you know, every starting pitcher, uh, the bullpen, I think everybody's doing a great job and, and we're, we're happy. We just got to keep going. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Okay, so you move on. You've got another game, another series in front of you, and that's the way Craig Council has been handling things thus far in cruise control in the division. Let's check first. An update on the uh, Cincinnati Reds-St. Louis Cardinals game. With this victory today, Brewers win 11-1 and brings their magic number down to six to clinch a playoff spot, and really, in this case, to clinch a division title. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, let's check the Reds-Cardinals score, Evan. Well, Timmy, let me do my impression of you. Um, it is a final from Bush Stadium in St. Louis as the Cardinals blank the Reds 2 to nothing. Meaning the Brewers, what is the magic number now, five? It is at five to clinch a playoff spot, to clinch that division. However, the, the, the wild card could come before that. Is that right? Uh, yes. I, I have a feeling that they pretty much have the a playoff spot wrapped up now. I would have to do the math on it, and I'm not going to do math on air. but <laughs> no, It has uh, but... to be maybe three at the most. All right, we'll turn you loose here. We'll take a look at this matchup, which is a, kind of a weird, quirky little thing. Tim Kirkchin will have this in his weird article he does once a month, a Peralta versus a Peralta outing. And both former Brewers, well, I guess Freddie's still a Brewer, but he, Freddie Peralta will be on the mound looking to bounce back from three straight starts under four innings. Hmm. But he's 9-4 and four with a 2.69 ERA. Against Willie Peralta, former Brewers opening day starter in 2014. Is that right? That sounds right. Somewhere around there. Good for him for still being in the major leagues in general. He's 32 years old only with a 3-3 three and three record and 3.6 ERA. So That's good to good see season. Good to see Willie doing well. Good to see him going up against his former team. This is going to be a fun one, a fun little yeah. two-game series. Not fun is uh, what's happening in Jacksonville as we speak. What's the score of that Packers Saints game? It is seventeen to nothing right now. Oh, the Packers offense can't Oof. get anything done. 
and the defense just cannot stop. They would get them to fourth down and then just do nothing. And wow. it's not great right now. Well, there's still another half yet. Aaron Rodgers has been known to, well, I don't know, do a couple of special things here and there in his career. Let's find out. Turn you loose. You guys can check out that game and the rest of the NFL today. Uh, it is a Brewers off day tomorrow, and they'll fire up, as uh, Evan said, a two-game set against the Detroit Tigers on uh, Tuesday. So we will see you after the last pitch as you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Brewers rolling in a special season and more to come, more special things to come. You guys have a great Sunday. We'll see you Tuesday. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.